Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you are welcome to this channel. To old and new subscribers alike, you are very welcome. I'm continuing in the Supernatural series and I'm looking at a particular branch of the Supernatural that is not only Supernatural but that discloses very heavy involvement of human beings in this particular type. And we're talking about transhumanism. The prophetic word for today is called transhumanism, synthetics, and the real ID. And this is a fairly recent word that I received from the Lord on December 21st, 2021. And so as we've been looking at transhumanism, trying to demystify it and open it up and expose, the Lord wants to expose what this so-called brand new push for the human race that we're starting to perhaps see pop up in the media and in science conferences and seminars and things like that. What exactly is it? Is it something that's good or is it something that is going to end up terrible for humanity? And God stands firmly on the terrible end of the spectrum. Transhumanism is basically offering human beings the chance to change, enhance, and better or improve themselves through technology and through means that break down the core of humanity to make it something that God never intended. So there are certain things that are part of the human experience, even the punishments that God laid upon the human race for our transgressions in the garden of Eden. Certain things were laid upon us, like the fact that we would no longer live forever. We would age and eventually end up eating the fruit of death, which is the penalty for what Adam and Eve did. These things are bonded to the human experience. You can't separate death. You can't separate the grief and the pain that death causes from being human. Loss is part and parcel of our experience now. Betrayal, sadness, grief, loneliness. These things have entered into our world because by our transgression and by our sin, evil came into the world. And now Satan has a role that he plays in the human experience, as well as the punishments that are laid upon us by the things that we have done. But God gave man a chance to aspire to something higher by giving us the Lord Jesus Christ as God's perfect sacrifice for the sinfulness of man. We are now able to return to Eden in a sense. We are now able to come back into the fullness and the wholeness and fellowship of God. We can now enter into the presence of our risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and once again, enjoy communion and fellowship with him as we did in the garden. It doesn't mean that the curse of death is suspended. It doesn't mean that the pains and the pangs that come with being human now have all been done away with, but God has a second promise for us, which is that when we are finally united with him, once and for all. He will take away the weeping. He will take away the sorrow. He will take away the heartbreak and the disappointments that are so fused into the human experience. And there will be no more death 
These are promises that invigorate the Christian. These are the things that we look forward to the extra blessings on top of the things that God has given us now and does for us now. But Satan is that robber and that thief who always comes and tries to enter into the sheepfold without using the gate. Satan is the one who always tries to preempt the father by saying, why do you need to wait for these things now? If he loved you, why would he have to wait until you died and went to some fantasy make-believe place before you can have a pain-free life? Why should you have to be on drugs? And why should you have to be administering insulin and other things like that to deal with physical imbalances? Come with me. I, Satan, the Pied Piper, can show you a better way. I have a better idea. We can skip all the talk that God is always involving you people in, and I can lead you to utopia now. But the end of this is destruction. And as I've shared in previous videos, whenever Satan offers something, Satan is an accursed form. He will never be reunited with the father. So everything that Satan says, everything that Satan is, and anything that Satan can offer is similarly accursed. It may glitter like gold now, but the minute you stretch out your hand and take it, it will hold you fast in a vice grip and you will not be able to undo what you have done. And so these prophecies that the Lord is sending, he is sending as a clarion call. He is sending these prophetic messages and revelations that he has been giving me over the process of a large number of years, 10 years now, since 2012 until now. God is sending these prophetic messages to warn. He is sending them to chastise. He is sending us, sending them to basically let us know that you have a whole series of choices and decisions ahead of you. And the one who chooses unwisely is the one that is going to be led by the devil into the place where there is gnashing of teeth and complete outer darkness. So these prophecies, I received three different dreams from the Lord. And one night I slept, I would see something, wake up and then fall asleep and see something else. Dreams sometimes run together for me where they just change scene after scene after scene. And by the grace of the Lord, even if I have six or seven, I remember them all because God has messages in them that he wants me to bring forward to his people. And so the first thing that I saw is a coming of one sign that we will find in the end times beast system. And it's this thing called the real ID. Now, this is the name that I have received for this ID. It may be called different things in different countries. So this is an identification that will be international. It will be global. It will affect all countries. And as the Lord said to me, humanity will greatly fight the coming of the real ID. So let me describe what I was seeing in this dream. I was seeing mass protests against this thing called the real ID. I saw them protesting in China and Hong Kong and Japan. So there were protests in Asia against this thing, and there were great protests in Europe, very strong protests, especially among the English 
all who fall under Great Britain, so this is Wales and this is Scotland, I saw loud, noisy protests. The way they protest or the way they celebrate when they have football matches over there, how people raise their voice and there's this raucous singing. That is how I saw the real ID being protested in the UK territories. People were extremely angry at this compulsory form of ID. So here in the United States, um, it's been brought to my attention that real ID is something that has already been teased or at least already been mentioned. I do not know if the thing that has been mentioned here in the United States is this thing, because this thing that God showed in the prophecy will be compulsory, first of all, and it will be extremely dismissive of privacy. This real ID is going to build a complete profile of a person whereby nothing will be hidden, nothing will be kept to the side, nothing will be away from the government's eyes. It will be the most, what is the word that I'm looking for? It will be the most invasive form of identification that the U.S. has ever, ever seen. So in this prophecy, I did not see America represented. I saw protests in the UK. I saw protests in parts of Europe, France, and Germany. I saw protests in Asia, but God did not even show me America. And what was coming upon my heart is because there, there is a lot of online outrage when things happen here. So, uh, the bulk of the outrage comes out expressed in social media. It's expressed in typing a lot and making a lot of comments. But in terms of a large, cohesive, and sweeping wave, it doesn't happen like that. And I think one of the reasons it is like that is because this is a continent that is also a country. So it must be extremely difficult to organize cohesive mass protests and things like that. But other countries are much smaller and it's much easier for their people to simply get out, get together in all the provinces and in all the regions and in all the various um, cities and do the same thing on the same day. So as I've seen, the response to the coming of the real ID in America, you can find it in this prophecy called a new ID for America, which was just basically everybody lining up to get it. I just saw people lining up and these lines were so horribly long and took forever to process. And that is what I saw. But in other countries, they did not take this announcement quietly. And that is because the government was trying to give itself extremely overreaching powers. This real ID is going to be part of the NW, you know what, the world order that is one, a coming global system in which every nation will be plugged, whether they want to or not. And so people were offended because this ID is a digital identification that will track you like a prisoner who has been allowed out of jail on parole. So you know when people come out of prison on parole, they are tracked and monitored in everything that they do in life because obviously the um, the logic behind it is we're keeping an eye on you to make sure that you live up to the promises that you made to the parole board, that you will not offend again, that you will not commit crimes again. And so we're watching you, but the real ID is going to use a digitized form of parole. It's going to follow people. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's a lot of noise in the background. 
using digital footprints and by giving people a lifetime number, the real ID is going to digitally monitor, monitor the population. So basically we're going to be watched at every step in life. We're going to be watched through the real ID because the real ID is going to collate data. It's going to pick up information concerning every single action that you do. So for instance, right now you give the school, your child's school information about yourself. And then when you go to pick up your child, somebody knows you visually, the teacher has seen you or something like that. But in a world where you may have to swipe ID to enter the school, it will be very easy to build a timeline that so-and-so entered the school at this time and picked up this child. And this is another thing about the real ID. You will know it's the real ID because every child will have one. This is not your social security number that you are assigned at birth. This is an ID that even newborn infants are going to pick up that will give them a separate personal, social, international business profile. And every single thing that your child does is going to be tied to them. And by the time a child is growing up even a little, those who have access to the data from the real ID will be able to already tell what kind of child this is and where this child's placement will be in the new world order. Please understand. I've shared this about, um, the beast system that is coming. And one of the things about it is that individuals are going to be assigned in that world based on evaluations based on perceived skill sets based on social ability. So there's going to be a social credit score whereby if other people in your neighborhood or your community or your peer group are scoring you lower and lower, you are going to have less perceived societal value. So it doesn't matter how much God loves you and it doesn't matter how much your family finds you valuable. If your social credit score is low and your real ID is collating that data, that celestial is becoming more and more and more unpopular. You will find your ability in this coming beast world to do certain things falling lower and lower and lower. An example of this that I shared from the dreams and visions that God has given me is of a man, a man and a woman who got married and the man wanted to fly his wife on honeymoon first class. He had enough money to buy first class tickets, but he did not have enough of a high social credit score standing to be allowed to buy first class tickets. So basically you, he wasn't allowed to enjoy the privilege of flying first class and he and his wife had to accept a lower classification. So this online profile will know every detail of private life, financial life, and every single thing that we leave across media digital services, online tools, such as the internet, email, social media, use of phones and computers, ETC. It will also pick up information on property ownership and wealth. It will pick up information on money, the movement of money in your life. It will pick up information on all your health records and any other significant act of daily life. The real ID is going to be a large data pool per person. And so in Australia, I saw that Australia was angry, but their approach was not protesting such as in Germany and in France and definitely in the United Kingdom. I saw that people were using awareness. So they were standing on 
on, you know, these makeshift platforms where you just put a few boxes together or crates and you stand up and you have the microphone and you're warning your community about this. And I saw that people were listening to these speakers. They wanted to be well-informed. So they were standing around and they were, you know, like this, or they were holding their chins and listening, but they were not enraged enough to actually go out in the street. They were listening in their towns and cities and local communities and thinking, well, they can just stuff it. Can't they? I mean, what are they going to do? Drag me to get one. I just won't get one. And so I saw that people thought that civil disobedience in Australia, this seemed to be the way they wanted to fight it, that they were going to use civil disobedience and non-compliance. And they thought that this would be enough to stop the government making demands to forcibly register them for this real ID. But they could not be more wrong because as the Lord showed me, the real ID will be enforced across the world. It will contain everything about your life. It will be the most invasive, comprehensive form of identification ever undertaken in this world. Unique because it will capture every data point about us, things that are not captured now, but also it will be international, meaning that it will be an international data pool that puts Interpol in the shade. Interpol basically only watches international criminals, but this real ID all the countries will join into one sort of hive brain and upload and share and pool that data on all living citizens. I saw here in America that whether you were a citizen, whether you were only here for three years to get a degree, whether you were only here for six months as part maybe of a religious program or an extended holiday visit, as long as you were in the country, when this ID began to be implemented, you had to get one. So it will cover access to banking, access to getting a telephone line, having access to government services like hospitals and, and other government services and other basic things like banking that everybody should have a right to. The governments may give this real ID a different name, but please listen to some of the things that I have already shared about it. And also listen to this. The real ID can be loaded like an online wallet. So this might be one of the ways you see it, especially showing up in Africa where they already have started um, using online wallets and um, as well as certain countries in Asia where not everyone has access to proper brick and mortar banking or online banking. This wallet can be loaded, meaning that when you see the, the real ID, it will already have some capabilities on it, but because it is a loadable wallet from the government's end, the government will simply be able to add more and more and more functionalities on the real ID without you having a say. So the real ID is going to come and maybe they're going to tell you it's a driver's license. It's also a federal identification or in, if you're not in the United States, it's a state ID. So you can use it. If you fly, you can use it. If you travel, they may even say you can use it in place of a passport, but eventually it will have more and more overreach. It will then begin to track your financial transactions. It will then begin to demand access to your private health information. It will be able to track your purchase and travel patterns. When you swipe your car to buy a bus or a, a long distance bus ticket, a plane ticket, a train ticket, 
things like that, where you go to, how long you plan to stay there, and obviously how much money you spend there. So if people are hiding wealth overseas, the real ID will be able to pull that data back and join it to their tax returns in the country that they live in and expose to tax authorities, hey, did you know that this person who is a citizen of maybe Malaysia has three bank accounts in France and one in Switzerland, and when they travel there, this is the travel expenses they are using on a separate card credit card or bank card that is not registered here in Malaysia. It will bring together so much information about people that there will be nothing that people can hide when this comes out and it will be a national ID. So that is what God is letting us know. The Lord was letting me know when I woke up and he was explaining these things to me that people trade a lot of freedom for protection, safety, and functionality. So whenever this comes up, the first thing you will always think of is the harm that causes harm, the harm whereby we are 66 or 67% protected against that harm now in the United States. Over 270 people now carrying either part one, part two, or part three, all three parts of the harm that causes harm, Peace and safety is the language of the future. If you are going to understand the things that Apostle Paul and Prophet Daniel and Prophet John in the book of Revelation were warning about, you have to understand the layout of the future landscape that is coming. So this is why I always say here on the master's voice, this is not a place where you're coming to get sensationalized prophecy headlines and everything. God has raised up this work to fully inform and warn his people about the times ahead. Because when I was about to make this video, I always ask, Lord, is there anything you want to share? As you can see today, I have no notes because the only thing that the Lord said to me is, let them know that they have a choice to make. We all have a choice to make about the days, months, and years that are ahead. And it may seem easy sitting here now to say, I'll never, I'll never. But for instance, Jesus said, woe to women who are pregnant and nursing in those days. And that simply means that the kinds of decisions that parents are going to have to make in the future concerning the safety of their children or whether they will be able to access basic medical care, basic food, basic services, education for their children will be decisions that will stab the heart. So nobody wants to see their child uneducated. But when the, when the education goes from being readily available to skyrocketing expenses, and it will reach a point where they suddenly say, hey, we're going to universalize education. That's right. We're going to do it. But all you need is your child needs this tracking wristband. Your child needs the trackable wristband and you think, well, you know, the trackable wristband, okay, because the child needs to get education. And so into the trackable wristband station, the baby goes. But then after a while, they'll say, you know, the kids were actually digitizing things and we want the kids to be able to scan all this information with their eyes. So the school is offering subsidized retina scanners. And this is transhumanism. Transhumanism is not going to come from the devil with a big forked tongue or two horns and red skin and a tail and a pitchfork where you can say, this is the devil. This is the devil. Transhumanism is going to be the most subtle and the most gradual process whereby humanity is transitioned just like an old person crossing the road and needs help. 
Humanity will be helped across the road to get to the other side by Satan and the fallen and the world governments who are going to accede to the beast. To accede to something means to come into agreement with its protocols, its agenda, and its plans so that you eventually fuse into it and become one with it. Transhumanism is going to come gradually and be presented as the best thing that a sick person who has been on dialysis for six years ever heard. Let's do away with that kidney failure and let's redo you inside with adamantium and titanium and all the neums. You won't have any pain. And best of all, this surgery is going to be 80% paid for and you can keep your doctor. That is what it's going to look like and sound like. So from this perspective, sitting here in 2022, many people will be emphatic and say, I won't, and I won't, but the, the requirements that will come upon people is why the Lord always says that many will fall away. So these prophecies are being given in a manner and a form that when you go to the blog and read them. You should understand first and foremost what God is saying, and then you should understand second and second most that every single life that is upon this planet is going to be touched in some way by the transformation of this world into a digitized monitoring. You give us this and we will give you that. We scratch your back and then you give us your soul type of world. So. Peace and safety is the language of the future. Peace and safety is the trade-off of the future. And so this is why the people of God need to decide now to start sowing the necessary seeds of understanding, repentance, holiness, and clinging to the Lord now. If you don't work on your sailing ability, you can hardly claim that when the sea is doing this and the winds are blowing and the storms rise, that is when you're suddenly going to become a master sailor. It's impossible and it doesn't work like that. So the second dream that I had was about synthetics. There's a brand new dream that the Lord gave me about synthetics, but I'm not making that a video because I've shared in older videos and occasionally in the new videos that there is no point in making every prophetic message into a video that would be just conflating the issue. That would just be repetitiveness. Whenever I cover a topic, I'm going to cover at least enough to teach the topic fully. And then I'm going to move on to the next thing because there are many things that the Lord wants his people to know and understand. And so I'm going to speak about synthetics here briefly about the other dream. And then you can always go to the master's voice and read about the fact that there are even synthetics in the rural areas. So please do not think that this is a city-based phenomenon where there are non-human people and robotic people walking around in the urban areas, but then in the rural areas, just because everybody's a good old boy down there, there, then everyone is a human being. That is not the case. So the second dream I had in this prophetic series was a synthetic, and it was nothing but God showing me a supernaturally beautiful looking, slightly Asian woman. This woman looked exactly the way you see Japanese anime. So she was very pretty and very petite with the nipped waist and everything. And she was modestly dressed. So to those who think that synthetics are automatically, um, sons of Satan who showed themselves and that's how you'll know them because they act like this and they'll act like that. Actually, no, 
even the people who will be in relationship and married to these creatures and these beings that are not people, these people will probably make some of the best uh, marriage partners simply because they are programmed. So they're not programmed for fighting and all that stuff. They, they are robotic through and through, except for the, for the high grade ones that we can basically call clones. Something that is made in a factory is not going to be made in a factory to give itself away. It's just going to be placatory and relaxed and easygoing. And you will not know until the day of the Lord's revelation, unless the Lord himself gives eyes to see and reveals himself. This is what you are dealing with. So this is just something that we need to keep in mind. This was a beautiful brunette with beautiful milky skin, a lovely looking girl wearing a very modest dress and she had a shawl around her shoulders. But then all of a sudden, just as she was being presented and I was looking at her and she was just like, hmm. And I was thinking, um, what is the point of this? The Lord froze the image and zoomed the picture in and this person's eyes just got bigger. So they literally like, like a cartoon just popped a little bigger. And the minute they went like that, I knew I had the spiritual knowledge in me. Oh, this is not a person. This is not a person. And her eyes didn't get huge, like a cartoon or a horror movie. It was just subtle, like this filter that they have on the iPhones in Asia now, because they want their eyes to look bigger. And so it's a tiny widening of the eyes, but I just knew this is a synthetic. This is not a human being. This is one of the robots made in the likeness of human flesh that God is always showing me. And again, I felt even in the dream concern and even fear because I said that if I am sleeping and I'm looking at this person and I cannot tell that it's not a person like me, that God has to freeze the image and show me. And remember, I'm not conscious, I'm sleeping, which means what how are we to tell when these people are moving around and talking and interacting exactly like I am? They're not going to be breathing fire from the mouth. They're going to be ordinary people just every day. They come from all walks of life. It's not even that you're expecting, okay, the super good looking people are them. No, they are in all walks of life, just like the Nephilim people. I have shared that that old lady that you help with her groceries every weekend, and you've been doing it since she moved in 18 years ago next to you and your wife, that may be a shape shifting thing complete with the proper wrinkles of an old woman, complete with the, oh, bless you, dear, thank you. I don't know what I would do without you, Doug. Meanwhile, this is not a human being. It is a supernaturally changed thing, wearing the external skin of a person. These things, they may be hard to fit into ordinary Orthodox Christianity, but if you're able to come to this channel and listen about things that God has shown you, such as dreams of China, dreams of Russia, just bear in mind that this is one consistent channel. The same person who was speaking about Russia and China um, two years ago is now the person warning about creatures that are half wolf and half man that are part of the Marines that can take off all their clothes and go and fight naked in the bushes without any weapons and are able to kill everyone and come back safety from that safely from that assignment it is the same person now speaking of the fact that there are programs not only in the united states but across the world that produce in the millions of millions these beings that i would not exactly say are supernatural 
So they're not coming as a, as a direct conjuring of satanic magic or demonic magic or demonic power. They're being made in factories and they're being seeded among the population. And they're being made so sophisticated that they can impregnate a woman. The high value, high class ones that are made of tender flesh as we are can impregnate people, bring forth children, and those children are not people. They are just an empty shell replicated in the outward packaging of their parent. And there is no living soul as God gave Adam. So I saw this girl and the dream that the Lord gave me, I think it was a day or two ago. It's already on the master master's um, voice and it's simply called synthetics. And I saw a good looking cowboy, rugged man out there. And the areas the Lord was putting on my heart is celestial. These areas are Wyoming and Kentucky and the wide open spaces of Montana, those kinds of places these things exist. This man was a farm manager who would lay in bed all night and not sleep. He did not need sleep. So when everyone went to bed exhausted, this man was not tired. He simply lay down because that is what people do. And he would stare at the ceiling all night and be very deep in thought and wait for morning so he could go and work. This man could do this kind of work that two or three people could do. He did not really need tools to repair fences. He would simply pull the wire. If a cow had messed it up, he could simply pull the wire and retie it with his hands while the other workers were using some strange, it looked like a drilling tool or a winching tool. I, I don't really know much about farms, so I can't tell. If the, the farm pegs fell over, he could put it back up himself and fix it, whereas the other workers were working in teams. I did see him eating, but I said that I do not know where this man was putting the food. And God showed me that inside this man was a bright metal skeleton. His whole skeleton was made of some bright and shiny metal that I will not attempt to name because I do not know what metal it is. And so that is what I saw here in the second dream. This woman with her very wide, white, super white and glassy looking eyes, perfect teeth and a perfect body, perfect skin, perfect hair, just basically looking like an unused doll out of the store. That is what I saw. And I just said, Lord, if I can only see these things when she is frozen, then what are we going to do when she's moving around and laughing and charming men? How will they even be able to tell? And so this is why I always say that if you are not someone who is deeply involved in reading the Bible. If you want to multiply the action of the Holy Spirit in you, it doesn't come with this thing here. It doesn't just say, oh, spirit, come and fill me. No, the Lord Jesus is spirit and that spirit is in the word. You cannot get away from reading the Bible. You can take the long road if you want, but you will end up right back in front. I'm pointing at it because mine is always with me. It's always near me. So there, there's no way to escape from the fact that the word of God is the life-giving spirit of God. All things that come from God are spirit for God is himself spirit. Christ Jesus is this word personified. So if you want to grow in, in spirit, if you want to grow in power, if you want to grow in might, if you want to grow in wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, and the spirit of the Lord, you cannot get away from using the Bible as the building block 
As human beings consume food and the food gives us energy for ourselves to multiply and we grow, this word is how a Christian grows. No Bible, no nothing, no spirit, no spiritual acumen, no wisdom, no nothing, just dullness and frozenness. And of course, the outflow of that nervousness and fear. How am I going to make it? What's going to happen to me and the kids? There is peace in God. There is rest in God. There is preparation for our souls in this word. But if you set aside this word and want YouTube to replace the eating of the food, do not be surprised that there is no growing and there is no rest and there is no peace. Christ Jesus is peace to this house in the midst of every storm. But without clinging to the word of God, how can we then say that we are clinging to the God of the word? We will be easily blown away by every storm that comes. We will be easily carried away by every, every new prophetic revelation that is flying over uh, uh, the prophet verse. And then we will, we will say, well, I don't know which one is the, when you have the word of God, it acts like those fences that zap flies. It will simply zap away all the nonsense and what is true will cling to it. And you will know this is the word of the Lord. This is a message from my father. Unorthodox, yes, different, may have never heard of it, but at the delivery, the spirit of God in me kicks like John the Baptist kicked when he heard the voice of Jesus, his Jesus mother, his Lord's mother, the baby kicked. There will be a recognition. This is Christ talking. God is saying something. I need to warn my friends, my neighbors and myself. And so after the synthetics, I finally saw that when transhumanism actually comes. So there will come a time and the Lord did say that it will almost seem like a miracle phenomenon, at least to those who are so proud and are bringing out their proud little monster children to join us. So, um, when transhumanism finally has its big break, when it finally is confessed in the media and confessed in the scientific community that yes, we do clone people, but we would like you to overlook the cloning of people. And we would like to ask you, wouldn't you uh, want to extend human human welcome and human hospitality to our new guests. Our new guests are already here. We already cooked them in the lab. They're everywhere. And now they're coming forward, being brave and vulnerable. This is how America talks. Anyone who actually lives here knows that I'm saying the exact truth. This is the language that America uses. It is what God calls peace and safety. It's placatory language. In other words, it's language to get you to calm down and think about things. And don't you see the wisdom in what we are saying? I mean, they're already here. It's not like we can send them to a far off planet. They're here. And now that they're confessing who they are and they're being vulnerable for the first time, I don't think that we should scratch them out of existence. I think that we as people can do better. Don't you? And you see when people approach you with this type of logic, they're basically trying to bro beat and shame you into saying, uh-huh, I agree. They're trying to leave you with no choice, but to agree that what they're saying is the right and moral thing to do. They're trying to use peaceful language to cut out any ground of resistance from under you. So that if you do say, for instance, real world example, I do not want anyone teaching my son that he can wear a dress. If you do say stuff like that, then you're the bigot and you're the 
religious hatred um, crazy person. And then it, it quickly moves into labeling. And this is something that the end times B system is going to excel in. It is going to excel in labeling people because right after you label people, you can then ship them off to the get rid of them forever camps because we gave them this label and they are this kind of person. And so the Lord says that this issue, if we think that abortion has split the aisle, if we think that the current um, questions of the day, such as should men on hormones jump into pools and swim and win all the, um, the medals against real girls, if we think that those things are causing conversation in the population today, then what we will find is that when transhumanism lifts its head, this is basically Satan questioning the very foundation of what God has made in us. Transhumanism is going to attempt at its core to question, what is life? What is life? You will hear that on TV from a thoughtful announcer who will look just like I'm looking. What is life? And can only one person make life? I mean, who are we to say that only God makes life? That question has already been answered by the United States in terms of what life is by deciding that a baby in the womb is not life. The baby needs to come out and get a tax ID and a car before it can be seen as a person. Once it's in its mother's stomach, it's just a thing. So America has already set the precedent for what is life. And that's why here transhumanism is going to flourish. It is not going to be pushed back at all, but will be welcomed by all the people who are glad to find out that robots are here anyway, because you can just program your new wife to be a lot nicer than the last one you married. But Around the world, I don't know what countries these are, I saw enraged protests. People were carrying banners with angry slogans, not human, and things like that. They were enraged because of new global laws that were allowing people to be grown in labs, people to be grown from skin and tissue culture, cloning the process that we're all the process that gives us all the high value synthetics the one that are made of real human tissue and they have male seed and they have female eggs and they can actually procreate all on their own or with us and produce something else people were also angry at different laws that god showed me that in the future people will be allowed to digitize themselves this means that they will be able to record their consciousness and put it on some kind of media format, some kind of, maybe not a CD, but maybe, maybe in the cloud or maybe on a thumb drive or on a big computer that can store them. And then they will be able to transfer everything that they say they are that has been captured um, and put it in a new body. So that is one thing. Laws laws came in this future I was seeing in my dream where people could digitize themselves and put themselves in a new body or they could put themselves in the same body they could stay in their same body but then merge their body with machines so that they could become part machine or they could become cyborgs by joining machine and body altering technology to themselves. So in one prophecy, I shared that God showed me a man who lost what God called the digital signature because this man laid down for an operation and the doctors made lots of little cuts 
on his body and they inserted a very slim, something almost the size of a SIM card. They inserted that into the man's body. And when he woke up, the thing that made him man, basically a kind of signature that we emit that goes to, I guess, if, it's, if, it can, if we can say that we have a tone that God hears, that even the animals recognize this is man. When that man woke up, his tone was switched off. It was gone. And God said, observe celestial. He is no longer man. He is no longer a human being. And because he is no longer man, he will no longer recognize my digital, digital signature as God, as his maker. So understand, always I will bring this back home, back to core. If you wonder why these prophecies are important, just remember that the ancient teachers were talking about in the Bible, the coming of a great deception. There is no greater deception than anything that will cause you to miss heaven. So as a human being, you're worried about being accepted in your community. You're worried about your marriage. You're worried about if your children are growing up with the right values. Just understand that the main thing you should worry about at all times is, will I be found acceptable before the Lord? And will I be allowed to enter into his rest and partake of his eternal kingdom? Will I be united with my maker at last? Because when you stand before God, there's no marriage, no home, no children, no mortgage, no money, no investments, no silver or gold that you have been stockpiling for the last three years. If you have been, God bless you. It doesn't matter. When you stand before God, earthly considerations fall away. And the only thing that will be assessed is the condition of your soul. If you have lost that soul, then you already know without me having to put it into words what the Lord is going to say to you. So once you understand that the soul is the, the greatest riches that you have, it is the most valuable asset that God has given you, his own life that he breathed into the mouth of Adam so that he could become a living being. If you allow anyone to trick you or deceive you and take it away from you, then you may not know it as you walk through this earth with your new cyborg body or your brand new consciousness that you transferred into a body that is 30 pounds lighter, much cuter, and is the right skin tone that you always wanted to have. When you stand before God, the answer will be, depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. I knew you not. And so society will split. A huge number of people did not agree. A huge number of people did not say that they were part of this mindset. Here's some of the things that God was showing me in those days. People were asking, those who were supporting, were asking questions like, why do you care what other people do with their body? It's not your body. And of course, this is the abortion debate today. This is the same sex debate today. Why should you say anything? Why should you care? You have your body, wonder about your body. The reason that God says that we should care is because we share one communal world and that world is already judged for sin. The judgment just isn't here yet, but for the things that we have allowed as a group community, even if we personally have not done it, this is why judgment will come upon the whole world. This is why when you read Revelation, it reads like it does. Fires, famines, flood, pestilences that will drop a million people at one time. The diseases that are coming are going to drop people in their millions while ironically, the clones will be fine unless, well, unless it's the one that are made of flesh that can be affected by disease. 
So it's a war on multiple fronts. So no, it's not a valid argument to say, why do you care? I care because we, we share the same world. And when the Lord is displeased with the world, judgment comes upon the whole world. People were arguing and saying that anyone should be allowed to have any procedure that they want. These are the things that I'm seeing in my sleep. So I'm sharing them with you that you will have the understanding that just because you don't see it in the society now doesn't mean that the Lord has not revealed that it's not coming. It is coming. But a large number of people didn't agree with that. And people were saying, no, society exists because we agree on the rules. We agree on the rules that make our society. So you can't just change the rules and start growing people out of test tubes. Where are you going to put them? How are resources going to support them? That's some of the arguments, but most people were arguing on the moral and ethical grounds that you can't go into a lab and just make something and bring it out and say, he's not heavy. He's my brother. And so there was so much anger in society. And there was so much heartbreak as people watched their family members go forward. If we've seen family members go forward for the harm, family members will go forward for the bionic arm and the titanium legs that can run at a thousand miles per hour, just to say that they can run at a thousand miles per hour. People were heartbroken, broken, watching people go to merge themselves to such a degree with technology that they absolutely lost the ability to be human and they became other. There was so much altering in the population as a result, heartbreak and anger. And so as these questions that we will face, should a clone be allowed to marry a, 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 a normal human? Is clone love, not love? Understand that this is the word of the Lord. Transhumanism is not what it's pretending to be in the current media. So you're going to find it given more and more space and airtime on TED Talks and of course, Google Talks and all the talks. But if you are humble and you will cling to the dust from which you come, just understand that after all the talks, God will talk and there will only be two outcomes. Do you have a soul or not? This is Celestial with the, with the Master's Voice. Thank you for being with me. Um, you will find the link to this prophecy in the description box. So look at where the channel name is under the video and then just click the little menu, the little V menu, and it will drop down everything. Links to alternate channels, La Voz del Señor, as well as my channel on Rumble and BitChute and Brighteon. You can find it there. Um, there's a Spanish blog also by the same name, La Voz del Señor. So you can go there and read the prophecies that we've managed to upload there so far. And God bless you. Thank you to all those who are a help and support to this ministry. I appreciate you. And may the Lord bless in return your gift and your sacrifice to you. Until I see you again, God bless and goodbye.